Okay, first intro. Hello and welcome to the Irish NFL show. Thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying the show, please vote with your fingers and rate, review or subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Every click, every like, every positive review. I'll start that again. Hello and welcome to the Irish NFL show. Thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying the show, please do vote with your fingers and rate, review or subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Every click, every like, every positive review and every additional subscriber makes a huge difference. It helps others to find the show and we really do appreciate it. We'd also love to hear from you and to interact with NFL fans on our social channels, wherever you're listening in the world. So please do get in touch. And with that said, on with today's show. Intro two. Hello and welcome to the Irish NFL show. Thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying the show, please vote with your fingers and rate, review or subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Every click, every like and every positive review and every additional subscriber really does make a huge difference. It helps others to find the show and we really do appreciate it. We'd also love to see you at our upcoming live show at Busker's On The Ball Temple Bar in Dublin on August 21st with our special guest, Sky Sports NFL analyst, Phoebe Schechter. Full details on the website and on our social channels and tickets are available on eventbrite.ie. We'd love to see you then. Now, on with today's show. And done. Perfect. That's Welcome to the Irish NFL show. We are live tonight and of course we're live in real life in just a couple of weeks time. That's August 21st. For those of you who haven't heard, that's Buskers on the Ball Temple Bar in Dublin. We'll have our special guest Phoebe Schechter in attendance of Sky Sports NFL analysis team fame and also ex of the Buffalo Bills as we know. Of course, tickets are still available through Eventbrite. You can find the details through all our social channels and we'd love to see you there. Uh, before all that, on this, believe it or not, the first day of Celtic autumn, can you believe? I know it feels like it's been autumn since July, rainiest July on record, so actually have been enjoying watching the footage from training camps, which are in much sunnier climes than we get to enjoy ourselves. Uh, but we've lots to discuss tonight. We're going to talk injuries, host of big names taking hard knocks in training camp. Uh, the running back market obviously feels like Wall Street after Black Wednesday at the moment. We're going to look at which big name backs are still available, and there's lots of them out there, uh, and also where they potentially might land. Uh, Justin Herbert, who, unlike the members of the running backs union, actually got paid. We look at that contract and we look at the ramifications for the QB market. But we're going to start with the man who made the offseason a much more entertaining place, I have to say. Slightly less classy, but uh, Sean Payton, Brian, decided to fire shots at Nathaniel Hackett. This kind of reminded me slightly of, remember that Starsky and Hutch movie with Owen Wilson and, uh, and Ben Stiller? When Ben Stiller says to the dead guy at the dock, looks like you just punched your last ticket, amigo. And Owen Wilson goes, are you tough talking a corpse? <laughs> Sean Payton decides to fire shots at poor Nathaniel Haggis and people lose their mind. Yeah, it's, I certainly didn't see, see it coming. Um, I'm slightly surprised. Obviously, I was away at the time, so I was kind of picking in, I suppose, jumping in and out of the story. To come Nobody was blaming you, Brian. <laughs> no, no, but I did. I would. You have your alibi. <laughs> I was taken back. I said, no, I was taken back by the nature of the interview. I obviously haven't read the full thing. I had engagement column was columns, bring you up speed, everything that would go on. But, you know, like for a team that he's now in coaching with the Broncos, you would think that he'd be, and I'm sure he is 100% pretty focused on, on the road and what's involved in bringing the Broncos back to former glories after a really difficult season. And I don't think we need to be giving, to be honest, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets any more motivation than what they have at the moment because 
it's very clear that they're they have been the most aggressive team this offseason and they're very much in sweepstakes to be challenging for the East, challenging to go to the Super Bowl. And I was surprised in a way that Rogers kind of back at him to be honest, because I think Garen Rogers doesn't need to be going down that road. I think maybe he's trying to show a bit of leadership qualities that he's tends to be knocking over the over the course of the last five or six years in Green Bay and people child but is it either maybe he's trying to show his teammates that he is a true leader for for the, the Broncos. I was a bit I wish he didn't run it back to be honest. And as I left to call him. I wish he I I do believe he stood but he stood by what he said. I still believe he means him. And I feel maybe someone internally within the organization has had a word and said we need to scale back on this and we're gonna to put out some kind of statement or apology. But um, I would have preferred if he didn't. I think it would things Jewish year uh, for the season and ironically enough when we spoke about the Jets uh, difficult start to the season they play the Bills and they play the Cowboys and then they the Patriots and there was Chiefs on tours and I nearly know the Jets uh, schedule better than the Giants schedule but week five now has become a really juicy game because that was never really one that we followed as a, a game which will have all the talk but now already there's people discussing that game and Hackett today came out and said his piece at his press conference. So everybody seems to be saying it, their piece now and, and Sean Payton's probably the one who won't be saying any more about it in the immediate future. But um, certainly a story I didn't see coming and, and I'd be very interested to see what Colin's take is in it, obviously from a Broncos perspective and what the Broncos media aspect is is thinking about it. And, and you mentioned Brian before before Colin chips in and I know he's plenty to say here what, what Aaron Rodgers had to say and we, we can take a quick listen to uh, to a clip of Aaron talking after that, uh, after that speech by Payton. Have it here. Jump it up. And I haven't heard it yet. Here's what Aaron Rodgers said. I love it. It made me feel bad that someone who's accomplished a lot in the league is that insecure yeah. that they have to take another man down to set themselves up for some sort of easy fall if it doesn't go well for that team this year. thought it was way out of line and appropriate, and I think he needs to keep uh, my coach's names out of his mouth. <laughs> All that part, that part. Colin, before you defend the honor of, of, of poor old Nathaniel Hackett, your former coach, who is this guy and what's he done with Aaron Rodgers? He, he takes a pay cut, which he never did in Green Bay. I, I'm sure there's a lot of Packers fans who are like, you've done that two seasons ago. We could have ha- held on to Devontae Adams. Thanks very much. Um, and now he's out defending coaches rather than throwing them under the bus. Yeah, I mean, well, where, where to start with all of it? I mean, these... I, this is the interesting thing, I suppose, is that this has so much history because the Broncos tried to get Aaron Rodgers a couple of years ago, and there was all the talk about that on, at, you know, draft night, and Max Schlereth had the story, and then it didn't happen, and then they went all out uh, in terms of their pursuit of him. I mean, you you would find be hard pressed to find in a Mills and Boone. Uh, romance novel, uh, you know, the sort of courtship that the Broncos engaged in to get Aaron Rodgers to uh, to come over last year, and then that didn't happen. Um, and so, I mean, look, I think for Sean Payton, it was essentially like the he saw Hackett, I think, and everyone else was collateral damage. And this was about, you know, him making a statement and trying to rebuild Russell Wilson because he is lumbered with him and that contract. But I would agree with, with what Brian said. I think walking it back was the worst thing that he could possibly have done. Now, Connor, you're kind of the the expert in crisis management. Uh, but to me, 
nothing is gained from it. Those comments are out there. They're not going away. Everybody knows. And, you know, growing back on it hasn't stopped Roger's comment, hasn't stopped Hackett's comment. Hackett said he broke the coaching code today. And for me, you know, he's had a word in the year, right? Greg, Greg Penner undoubtedly has come down and said, hey, you need to do this. But ultimately, can anyone say, was anything, was what he said inaccurate in any way? Now, maybe you don't say it, but ultimately, like, we, we, I hear all the time about, like, oh, kids these days and students and there are no repercussions. No repercussions for, for people in earning millions and billions. If, if you get even the mildest criticism, people rush to defend you and say, oh, I mean, he didn't mean that. So the Broncos have been a joke franchise for the best part of, well, over half a decade now. And somebody needed to step forward rather than the kind of mealy-mouthed pieces that, that you get around next year. It was refreshing. And I think most people around the league found it refreshing to actually hear a coach because we're so used to sports speak and we're so used to um, massaging everything. And, and, you know, everything everything is great, especially this time of the year when we joked about it on this show previously. Everyone's in the best shape of their life. The rookies are absolutely fantastic. The vets are just going to be better than ever. I, to me, what what Sean Payton said felt very much akin to um, the Alex Ferguson of old and his infamous quip about Newcastle being a wee club in the Northeast. I think if Sean Payton had won a ring, and Connor, you and I did about the, the sliding doors or what if moment, if you know, that no call, the Nola no call hadn't happened and Sean Payton had an extra ring on the finger. I think he would have been allowed maybe make that. But the fact that that ring is over a decade old, I think it was much easier for Greg Penner to tap him on the shoulder and say, hey, Sean, you're, you're going to calm that one down and, and look to douse the fires. But ultimately, as we're seeing, it's still being discussed and it's still being discussed today. So what what ultimately did rowing back on it achieve? Ryan? Colin, you left one out there on all the various different things at this time of year where the quarterback is light years ahead. You left that one out. Well, he was light year. Um, Trey Lance is light years ahead of where he was this time last year. Oh, Colin says Sir Alex Ferguson. I was going to actually suggest Roy Keane when he did that famous interview after the uh, the Middlesbrough away game, which was never aired on MUTV. I don't think anything he ever said in that particular interview was incorrect or accurate. It was more a matter of how he did it. And that's probably, well, it's a very different situation. I think it's kind of similar. I don't disagree with anything Sean Payton is saying. Unfortunately, he's been out of game for he hasn't been out of game for that long. But like to, to, he should, I would have thought he would have been a little bit more clued in not to go down that road because he's only going to antagonize other players and teams who don't need to, to be even more motivated than they are, like they are going into the season. Ironically, even Nathaniel Hackett didn't disagree with him. Like he may not have said the comments were classy. He said it violates the coach's code, but he owned everything that went in in Denver. In fairness to him, he was quite classy about it. This is very on brand for Sean Payton, right? This this is what he does, and this this is who he is. I don't know if you're if you're in if you're in Broncos country, you want to let Sean Payton be Sean Payton. You know, you might as well dance with the one that brung you. That that that's who he is. You don't want to be reining him in or walking him back. It actually probably think to your point, Colin, makes him look a bit weak in front of the front of the players like either double down and, and, and go for it or you know why did you hire Sean Payton in the first place if you don't want stuff like this to happen that this, this, this is who he is um, before we move off the Broncos we, we might as well talk uh, about the on-field issues um, 
again, the, the curse of the Broncos wide receiver room column strikes once more. We've got, you know, Tim Patrick out for the season. Now, second year in a row that the Broncos have had a season-ending injury in the wide receiver room in the offseason. Yeah, and you'd have to, to really feel for a guy like Tim Patrick. You know, he, he finally kind of got paid. This is a guy who bounced around the league a little bit, then found a home in Denver, put the effort in, kind of made himself into um, a, a good wide receiver, got paid, and, you know, has now gone down with two season-ending injuries, both kind of, you know, freak injuries, an ACL last year and then the Achilles this year. But this has been the way with the, the Broncos over the past few years. Cortland Sutton went down in, in 2020. You Tim Patrick, you KJ Hamler. Um, so you have seen um, players go down like in day one or, or day two uh, of camp. And KJ Hamler has also had to take time out of the, the game for a heart conditions. And he hopes to, to be back in October potentially um, and obviously you wish both of these guys well um, but it is you know a really horrible time of the year and Mr. Broncos this week uh, I remember if you go back to the Ravens a couple of years ago and they lost three running backs in uh, training camp so it, it is it's the worst possible time um, you know to, to get a, an injury and particularly when it's somebody like Tim Patrick and it's two years in a row. I hope he can come back, but you would have to say that uh, your a- ACL in your in one leg and then the Achilles in the other are missing two years due to, to injury. It makes it very, very difficult. I, I hope he can um, be because I, I do think he is uh, talented, uh, but I think it also highlights the Broncos probably got lucky in that they didn't trade Jerry Judy. A lot of talk in the lead up to the drafts that they may look to, to trade uh, Judy. That didn't happen. Um, and, you know, the, the thing is, I suppose, like just briefly removes the, the human side of things the, and, and the awfulness of the injury. The Broncos do have cover because they have Mims, they drafted Mims, and they brought in Callaway who Sean Payton knows. And you still have Jerry Judy, you still have Cortland Sutton, uh, and you have a couple of tight ends who are kind of better, almost better as pass catchers. Now, Sean Payton has brought in blocking tight ends. But I think the Broncos are probably okay, but they're going to have to do different things because nobody quite has the skill set that Tim Patrick does on that roster. Do you think Sean Payton is right that they're they're still a playoff team? That, that was probably the most interesting thing that he said, right? In, and that got lost in the Hackett comments. Like he said um, that he he's going to be very annoyed if uh, they're not a playoff team. So that's the, the marker that's laid down. That is serious business in an AFC West that still has Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and you look around the rest of the AFC conference and, you mean I, you're you're tall? I I think to to be an AFC playoff team this season, you could be talking eleven wins. That's a, that's a tall order. Yeah, you you'd almost say he's put a target on their back or even a bounty on their heads. Perish perish the thought. But there was a lot of chess players who kind of did suggest that on social media going back around bounty gate. I just want to make a quick point on on Tim Patrick, maybe more so for Russell Wilson because when Russell Wilson was brought in last year, he would have taught himself I'm going to have caught and something I'm going to have Tim Patrick he now goes into his second season there when I was quarterback and he's still yet to throw, throw a ball to Tim Patrick and 
on Jerry Judy, um, like Callum said, they didn't trade him, but I genuinely believe in Callum. We challenged this day. If the, if the right offer had came in on the deadline, trade deadline last year, and even in the soft season, I believe he would have been, he would have been traded. And that kind of heaps more pressure on, on Jerry Judy, who it's fair to say he has not kind of lived up to the hype when he was when he was drafted. I know him and Rose was kind of neck and neck with her. Good go. And ironically, they both ended up in the West. One is out of the league now. But I think that hype put more pressure on Judy this year to perform. And towards the back end of the last season, he looked like he was finding his feet and he was playing well, albeit there weren't like games in which Brogue was involved in the sense of trying to make a playoff push, but he did seem to play well. I wonder would he be at the hit the ground running at the start of the season. And maybe Cortland Sutton's maybe will be the main man, but there was Tim Patrick two years in a row and for Russell Wilson not to have the speed to the guy that can I know Jerry Judy could take the top off defence, but so could Patrick, Tim Patrick and so for me it's a it's a huge loss already to an offence that's going to be under greater pressure because if they don't hit the ground running, you just know that the pressure will build on Russell Wilson and it won't be five or six weeks before Sean Payton is fielding questions on Russell Wilson. Yeah, and as you said, Brian, in that context, lucky that they didn't ship uh, J- 